Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Welcome. I'm a guest. We're all guests. Rebek Pekotsky, Shkoyach, thanks for coming. Every time he comes, he gives me chizuk. I say over the mice again. Have Truman Sakars. You know, you know the story? No. Everybody knows the story. I'll say it and then you'll say, oh, yeah, yeah. The first day of COVID, I got this giant box yeah, in the mail. So, or somebody delivered it. It turns out that it was sent before, but it came at the perfect time, right when we were all depressed, leaving the Bismedrush and everything. So, Shkoyach again, Hakar Satoyiv. So, uh, I said, Lili Nishmas Imi Mirasi Ruspas Mordechai. And I was actually very shocked. I was told that there's no way my son is going to name his daughter after my mother. It's an original. He told my, my daughter, it's, he kids her, so, okay. I didn't say a word to him, and, you know, it's not the, not my shita to, to demand these kind of things. And uh, bar, it's a beautiful thing. For me, it's not the name. It wasn't so much that he named after my mother. Her name is Sophia Rus. But it was, it showed that he, he's a mature person, that he has a karsat toy, that he, I, I'm not, it wouldn't have been the end of the world if he didn't. But to me, it was a it was a big simon, and uh, simon of his growth. And I want to thank all the people that sent emails and texts. I got so many, and I didn't reply to most of them. So I apologize to that. Maybe one day I'll get around to it if I could find them. Uh, I'm just going to read literally uh, two or three that I that I just received. Mazda on the birth of the new baby girl. I remember like yesterday the Sherry Brooks in Brooklyn. The island put together, MDY put together beautiful show rocks in a nice hall over there, like one of these wedding halls. And how many stayed afterwards to learn the daf with you at midnight? Should be proud of how your chars changed his life for the better. And he doesn't even miss his motorcycle. He had three motorcycles. Enjoy Miami and the new granddaughter, Glenn Ackerman, West Hempstead, New York. Glenn. Hi, Magachir, Choshev. Mazel Tov and the new granddaughter, may she give her parents and the rest of the family. Somebody even wrote, Yiddish Shanachas and Yeshiva Shanachas. I never heard that one. <laughs> Learning Shir right now, Daf 95. It's awesome that after traveling and time change, you're giving the Shir what an inspiration. So yesterday was unbelievable. I gave three Shir, but I only gave one. This is my first one. I'm going to give a second one after. So, but last night when I came here, it was already after two. That was the third one. I don't know, because you're going to give special Koychas B'daf That's how it works. Uh, by the way, one of my son's highlights of this week is coming to me with me, Matzah Shabbos here, Mazatov, God, Carlos. What's your guys' names again? Remind me. Sanzibar. Sanzibar. Mayor. Mayor Shalom. Mayor Shalom and Yaakov. Yesterday, you guys came. It was a special treat for the boys. They liked it so much, they came again. Unbelievable. So, if we were in the base measure, we have cameras on you now. So, I, did, did that picture make it in? Does it, did anybody, anybody see the? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought because I sent it to Yosef, I was hoping you'd get in that picture. I forgot to put it in. All right, um, dear Belly, the daf didn't change my life. It's changing my life every day. I've been struggling with many things since high school in Shiva. I didn't have the greatest experience with learning. I was going quietly, quietly. I was going through a slight addiction. I worked very hard to get over it, but I couldn't fully move away from it. I also have not had a set say that says on the top. Please keep this anonymous. Thank you. So I will. Uh, I've not had a set say that for the last six to seven years. The cheshik was not there. After starting to do that with Yeshiva, I've, I've had a new excitement for learning the jokes, the animation stories. I feel like a kid learning for the first time again. I now feel like I have a very powerful weapon 
Torah, which helps me fight the struggle. To add more on top of this, I've been struggling financially for a bit, and a few days after I committed to start start coming to this year, I closed a big client, and I'm now making more money than I've ever had. It's still not enough. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank you for being such an inspiration to me. I want to thank Hashem for everything and for guiding me towards your shir. Hashem should give you continued hatzlach and success in everything you do. Hatzlach gdoila. Shalom Shefa. Dear Rebelli, this is Shalom Shefa. Your Talmud here, your Mavit Shemesh. Thank you for putting the spotlight on me on the Motsa Shavish here. Normally, not the one who enjoys being the center of attention, as obviously since I've been attending your share at MDY daily since Point Cotton, and we don't even have a, we don't have a cashier, which I take responsibility for. I'm writing as I do believe that the Talmud regulation is important. I want you to let I want to let you know a little bit more about your Talmud Shalom Shefa. First, you had asked what time I wake up in the morning, and I said usually 5 a.m. or, or before. So um, Gary Ben Moshe installed in my home office a screen that shows me that shows the base measures. That's why I came with the idea to, to show the argument that I have with my Chavrusa and etc. So I'm looking there at like five something and I see this guy comes in. So, and then I know every single day he shows up at the same time all by himself. And he's being he's serious. He's learning. He's davening. You know, all, quiet. Still I, I called him out when I said, Turns out he's been sitting in front of me for like three years. <laughs> no, I see him every day. I just didn't know his name. So after getting ready, I catch up. He gets up at five. He catch up on business emails. And I walk up the stairs for my account and why. I usually, I'm the first one to be smirish. And I use the time to review the day's daf. This chazar. Going over the daf before she is very important. Oh, he does hachana. Sorry. It's very important to have. Usually helps towards understanding the day. Along with my other regular day learning. I also have, I'm doing shnai mikra for the past two years, which you were the catalyst for. How did I begin daf yomi with you? Two years ago, towards the end of the Sabbath Megillah, I walked in the dining room. I saw my 14-year-old learning the daf, and he told me about Rebelli's online shir, and he recruited me. If my son could find time to learn the daf, then I could. Be more 14-year-old. If you hear more things about me, we made Aliyah from Atlanta, Georgia, five years ago. I have four children, live in Ayarcon, dive in a chariot tefillah by Rabbi Mangolis, work in high-tech, and keep active with mountain biking, with Avigar gear, and the gears have my exercise bike spinning to nowhere, and Taekwondo. Thanks to all you do, Mazdav and the granddaughter, safe travels, look forward to your return, Shalom Shefa. That's why I like these emails, you get to learn who these people are. I don't have a picture of them, maybe Yosef will throw it up there. The title of the week, sponsored by Shlomo Rubenstein, in honor of Shmuel Pesach, Rubenstein becoming a bar mitzvah. The Mesechta for the unity of Am Yisrael. The Paris of Chodesh Prince, you never even grow up in the Nishmas, the Yerzis of our fathers, Shlom Zaman, Beans, and Isaac, and Father Rocha, Beam, and Isaac, and Tvi, Hirsch, and Coins, and Father Rocha. Paris of Chodesh, Linish, and Schreiber, and Moish, and Linish, and Schreiber, and Yosef. Paris of Chodesh. Aaron Freeman, and Shavis Chos, to rebel, and the Yadish Mayan teaching Tori, the Kleisrol, Amen. Paris of Yom, family, Noimark. Happy birthday to our bro, David Badil, and Rufus Shlom, Eliezer Shmuel, Ben Vida. And the art of the mom, the knowledge of the schos for an easy childbirth, his daughter, and a healthy baby. Rabo Isai, here we are. Daf Tzadik on the base today is Daf Tzadik Vav. So, at the end of yesterday's sugya, the Gemara says that we were, Ravashi said, he was by Rav Kana. That a question. According to Rav Shimon, and we're going to go today a little bit in Rav Shimon. Not so much, but a little bit. And Rav Shimon says that this Ganov, he improved the property. And uh, he says, okay, he gets the improvement. He gets a third of the improvement, half of the improvement. 
We want to know, could you pay him off in cash or does he get an actual piece of the property? So Gemara says like this, and we have a, a little bit of a, of a chart here to understand it slightly better. Let's say you have a loiva and a malva. The loiva is the borrower, the malva is the lender, and the loiva owns a piece of property. The malva gives the loiva money. So that the property becomes mishubat. That's how uh, Yosha likes to draw mishubat. There's a lien on the property. Now the loiva, if he doesn't pay back the hundred, then the property goes to the malva. Goes the loiva, and what does he do? He sells it. He sells the property. But there's already a lien on the property. So this guy's the lekeach, he's the buyer. There's a lien on the property. He buys it. Now, the Lekeach is supposed to know. In those days, they knew about these things. There was a, there was a, a coil out there. So-and-so lent money. You should have known better. You know that this property, there's a lien on it, right? Today, we, we do a title, and we do it for this reason, because maybe there's a lien on a property. The, the buyer, he improves the property. He plows the field. He sees those round furrows, whatever. There's... He plants trees, he builds a, whatever he does. So now the property's worth 130. Comes the Malva, and he takes the entire property. But he's only owed a hundred. So the Allah is he gives he gives the buyer the Lekeach, he pays him 30 from his own pocket. The rest, the hundred, the Lekeach is gonna have to go back to the Laiva, to the borrower, and get his money from him. But you see, the Gemara says, you see from here that the lender could pay off with cash versus property. It doesn't give him a nice chunk of the property towards his $30. He gives him cash. You see, oh, the guy gets cash. So now we're holding by five lines from the bottom or maybe more. Six, seven lines from the bottom. Right, Ravashi, the ones who wrote the Gemara, the authors of the Gemara, not the Mishnah, the Gemara. The last of the Amorite. Does the Shmuel really say that when you have a malva, he gives the buyer, he gives him cash? The, the um, malva guy, he doesn't have to give the, the buyer anything. He doesn't give him money. What does that mean? Here, this is Shevach HaMegil meaning that the wheat or whatever it is grew to a point that it's already edible. You just have to just cut it down. So it's a finished product. So when there's a finished product that the malva, the lender has to pay for it. You should pay the buyer. When it's still in an infant stage, it's not a finished product. So he doesn't have to pay for that product. The Malva takes the property with the, the unripe wheat and he, he doesn't have to pay for it. Every day, the stories that you see that even when it was ready, done, wheat, fruit, whatever it is, that's in its final stage. All you need to do is come pick it or cut it, whatever it is. And Shmuel says you don't have to pay for it. Oh, the 
when he's owed $130, then he takes the whole thing. So if he's owed $130, so he's owed the property plus all the improvements, so he takes everything. How does that individual get the the guy that improved the property, the buyer, how does he get his money back? Let him go to the to the liver, he'll figure it out. But when he's only owed a hundred, then no, then he has to pay for the, the 30 improvement. Again, if he lent a hundred dollars and the guy has a field that's worth a hundred dollars plus, he improved the thirty dollars. So now he takes the $130, the, the lender takes the whole $130, but he owes $30 to the one that improved the property. But if he's owed $130 and the field is only worth $100 and the buyer invested and he put in $30, why did the, who told the buyer to invest in it? The buyer needs to know that there's a loan here, that the loiva owes money. Don't invest in a field that you shouldn't be investing in. Comes the malva, the lender takes everything, the $130. The buyer gets zero from the from the lender, and the whole one thirty has to go after the loiva. Now there's a big question. If we go back, stop to remember what's going on here. How's it go? Here we go. Again. Oh, this is. Shavach Leva 30. Okay. There's a question of Machloikis in the Gemara with the guy, the farmer with the hat, the guy that bought the field. Could he push off the Malva? Could he push off the lender by giving him cash? Say, you know, you're owed $100, you're owed $130, whatever it is. Here's $130 in cash. Don't touch my field. I bought it. I want it for myself. So according to Madom, it says he cannot do that. Okay. I get it. If the guy with the hat, the farmer, the guy that bought the property, and he invested in the property, improved the property, if he has the ability halachically to, to chase away the lender and say, here's cash, don't bother me, don't touch my field. If he has the ability to do that, then think about it. There's improvement in the field. There's a barn. There's a tree. There's a, the field is plowed. That's worth money. Let's view that as cash. So now when the lender comes and says, hey, I'm taking your field, but there's a pile of cash on the field. The barn is like cash. The trees are like cash. So in fact, the, the buyer is giving the lender cash. He's chasing him away with cash. Oh, so if he paid him with cash, which he's, he's allowed to, according to this man, he's allowed to chase him away with cash. So why don't we view all the improvements on the property as cash? And if that's the case, the lender should leave some of the property for the buyer. You should give him like a third of the property and say, hey, take this third. I take two thirds and you take a third. Why? Because he paid him with the produce of the property. That's cash. And you're allowed to do that according to this mandala. If I had 100% cash, I would have given you $130 and you would be on your way. So now that I don't have 130, give me at least part of the land that's against all the improvements that I made. So if I made $30 worth of improvement on this property, give me $30 worth of property. So 
Let me just go back here. Oh, remember the famous word, apoitiki, apoi, we just had, a, I don't know, a week ago or so, maybe more. Apoi tihei koi. It's an abbreviation of three words. When the loiva says, you will take from this specific land, it's, it's not a general lien on the loiva's land, it's this specific land. So when there's a, a, a specific lien on a specific land, then he, the, the buyer cannot pay off the lender with cash. Everybody agrees you can't do that. And mainly in our case, you cannot push them off with cash, so he can't use his produce, the improvement of the property, as if it's cash, and try to take some of the property back. Don't worry about it. We're getting to new sugi in a second. That's what a pointing means. You can only, I'll pay you back from this particular property. Here we go. New sugi. If a person steals anything, he steals a field and he improves the field. Here, we're just, it's the same thing, just we're adding a ganav to it, okay? Forget the malva. The guy steals a field, he improves the field, he plows it, he plants trees. Umochar. And he sold it because of Ishbiach Vahirish, or he steals the field, he improves the field, Vahirish, so he stole the field, it was worth 100. Now it's worth 130. Vahirish, and he gives it, he dies and gives it over to his inheritors. Mashishbiach, Mochar, Mashishbiach, Vahirish. Okay. So, according to Rib Shimon, Rashi says it goes according to Rib Shimon, that says that we started the Sugya, that the Ganav gets a third of the improvement. Not the entire thing, okay, it's a third of the improvement. So he gives a third to his Yarshim, he gives a third, to, he gets he gives a third to the to the guy he sold. Bayrov. What if a guy steals this field? He steals the field, sells it, and now the guy that bought it, he improved the field. Now, remember, a boy side. why is it when a guy that steals something and he improves it, why is it that he gets to keep some of it? Huh? Better, more, different, because of a special takana. Because we want people to do tshuva. It's okay. If we're going to take everything from him, he won't do tshuva. So says the Gemara, what he went, he stole, and he sold it. Mao. So the Gemara says, the the We answered the question. What did the Ganav sell to the second guy? Whatever he was able to do, that's what he sold to the second guy. He, as as the Ganav, if he improves it, he gets to keep at least a third or a half, whatever it is. So too, when he sells it, that's the guy that bought it from him gets the same. Um, benefits. Boy, Rava. What if the non-Jew made improvements? We don't make the Kanas Hashavim for the non-Jew. We don't care if he does true or not. Why should we make it the Kanas Hashavim? The guy stole it and he sold it to a Jew. So if so, if Habam Achmas Avigichavim, Merikavim, 
the Judah part from the guy is no better than the guy. And the guy doesn't have a Takana Sashabim. He doesn't have the special Xera Takana that he gets to keep it. But Tzricha Kigoyim, the Gaza Yisrael. Oh, the first guy, the first Ghana was a Jew. So he does have a special Takana that he gets to keep a third. Or whatever it is. Vizavna Halei. And he sells it to the non-Jew. The non-Jew improved it. So it's a three-step thing. First the Jew stole it, then he gave it to the guy, and the guy sold it to another Jew. My, what's the, what's the question? Since there's a sandwich here, there's a Jew in the front, Jew in the back, and there's a guy in the middle. So maybe other one the so that the Kana remains. Maybe in this case, there's no Takana, take him. Amar Let's see if we have a picture. Oh, oh. So here's the story. There's a property line. And this guy tears down the tree, the palm tree. And it falls into his own property. The Catholic, he kills the tree. He, he basically knocks down the palm tree. Now, when it's on the ground, what is it called? It's called the palm tree. So the Gemara says, there's no Shinui here. That's what you were saying before about the Shinui. I've got the Shadi Ma'aralara, even though it went from hit the other person's property to my property. To his own property. So even though right now it's a dead tree, before it was a live tree, not a dead tree, but it's, a, it's the same name. A palm tree is a palm tree. Mamela, there's no Kenyan here. My time in Mikor Diklo Mikri, Ashtonami Diklo Mikri, both palm trees. Oh, now what happens? Diklo Ovid Guvi. Check this out. This is just, uh, basically, he took a, oh, sorry. This is the, the second step. He made it into beams. Yeah, so that's beams. Good, not sorry. Where are we? He made it into logs. Because they're still called the logs of a palm tree. If he made beams out of it, something like this maybe. Like two by fours or whatever they are. I don't know if that, this guy's mom is proud of himself. He took a regular tree. Look how excited he is. Ah, look what I made out of, out of a tree. All right. Connie, Kishuri, Ravari, Adinik, This is like, so let's go back. Let's do this like this. This is beams. The log, this is a log, okay? He took this log and he made it into Kishure. This is to make it a Kishure. This is better. Kishuri is beams. These are serious beams. This is how you build a big base medrash. Beams. Now, if he took the beams and he made large beams and he made it into smaller beams, rather Avdinu Kishuri Zubja, like because they're still considered beams. Avdinu Kitsusiyasa, but if he made them into boards, which are really thin, then Kani is Kaina. Omarava, Haiman de Gaza Luliva, Vavdinu Hutse. But first, it steals a Lulav. And he makes it into leaves. So it happens to be that um, this is uh, today. This, this video was taken today of a guy stealing a little.
It's unbelievable. Only in Florida. It's raining outside now. Only in Florida you get a little in these days. Middle of winter. So it's, this is, I think it was kind of the, the neighbor part. It's not 100 something like true. Okay. Happens to be in that corner, right over there. You see where the blue, you see where the gate like goes in over there where the blue chair is? Yeah. So right below there, that's where I put my jet skis. I bought two jet skis, turbocharged jet skis. I had them for a day or two. And a guy came, there's a video camera there. A guy came and he just sat there with a the saw and until it, was, it took like 20 minutes and he stole my uh, jet skis. So I figured from the same spot. Anyways, here's the, here's the little that I stole right there. It's very important. I'll show you why I stole it. Maybe I could, um, it's really close, but okay. And I didn't realize how easy it is to cut these. Just a knife. So, Haiman goes to the Liva. He steals a lulav, and he made it into loose loose leaves, like this, yeah? Oh, you need to do this. Okay. We know what this is. People make kaishalach out of this. So he's kinda. Now it's called Hutse, whatever they call it. Leaves. There's a Shiloh for the oil. I thought I should have asked my, I just saw my father. Should have asked him this question. Is there a Svara to differentiate between a guy who steals Chomets before Pesach? And gives it back to the owner after Pesach, he's Yaitza. You can give back pizza if you steal it before Pesach. Pesach comes, it becomes Osir Bahana and everything. You give back the pizza and say, Why? Because you can't see a change in the pizza. It's the same pizza. Halachically, it's worthless. Is there a difference between that and an Esrim? I still ask you before, or Lulav, I steal a Lulav before Sukkot, and I give it back to the guy after Sukkot. Now it's worthless. Is there? Could I just say Harisha Khalifanecha by Asr? What's the Ilam say? No. You can't say Harisha Khalifanecha. It's the same thing as comments. It's not enough. <clears throat> what? Correct. You can't have enough from the pizza. Zero. It's also by no. Also by no. After Pesach, it's also by no. You can't have it. You have to burn it. So, no. Is there a difference? What are you saying? Somebody started saying something. Yeah. A zero value. We can't tell. It's the same Ezra. Same beautiful Ezra before Sukkot and after Sukkot. It's, it's no value, but time out. I can give back a pizza even though it has no value. It's not a problem that it has no value. I can give it back. Why? Because you can't tell. Ezra has no value. Could I give it back? Yes or no. So some want to be mechalic. They want to say this is different. Pizza, you cannot tell the difference between a pizza pie that was made before Pesach and after Pesach. They're both frozen pizzas or whatever. Just one doesn't have value because it it, it went through Pesach, so it has zero value, and the other one does. Uh, Esrig, everybody knows right now it has no value. So the fact that it has no value is in the Esrig itself. You can just look at the Esrig and say, it's an Esrig after Sukkot, it's burnished. That's what's so on a tie. Aquapon. 
Yeah, I understand. So give it back. But you, you stole a hundred dollar value, and now you're giving him back fifty cent value. Do, do you have to pay for the ninety five, uh, the the, the ninety nine fifty? What? You can't. Are you gonna? You use the ice cream. So, so. Have you ever done that? I have. So why do you have? I have had a, I put it in a, a, a uh, an escrow. I put it into my uh, escrow case. It was same as it was uh, silver. Yeah. And the next year, I opened up and it was cold. It was cold. Because it was a tzaddik. <laughs> <laughs> a tzaddik of an escrow comes back. You, you open up every year and it's cold. Yeah. Doesn't nothing. It doesn't change nothing. Yeah. There goes the whole estrogen the whole business. Exactly. You just do it like you sell it on Amazon, like a certain preservative or a case. And then every year you just keep on using it. Unbelievable. Does it work for our rubbers? That's why I want to know. That would be unbelievable. Our rubber might go to Lulivia Abdin Utsi. Connie, Dimiko Lulivia Since it changed names, it went from Lulav to Leet. Utsi, you take the leaves, Vavdinu Kufia, make it into a brew. Oh, it's part of Shavuot. How's this part of Shavuot, boy? Here we go. Machashev <laughs> Eloisachaya. It's in the in part of Shavuot. Fine. There was a guy that asked his best friend. He says, "What, what should I get my mother-in-law for her birthday?" So he says, "You should get her a vacuum cleaner." This is a bad one. Says so back. He says. Because today the witches don't use brooms anymore. <laughs> now I gotta tell you, this if you know my mother-in-law, you know, she's uh nobody had nobody has ever said a bad word about my mother-in-law. Anybody know my mother-in-law, Susie Freeman? She's not just a dig of a lady. So if I can make fun of mother-in-laws, that gives me a to make fun of anybody. <laughs> I don't I pick on everybody equally. I can make fun of Hasidim, Litfax, this, that, it's all inspired them. Women, men, the whole zah. So you can't, you can't be down me for anything. All right. Says the Gemara. So he took these uh, leaves and he made it into a broom. Kani. He's kaina. Why? Before it was leaves and now it's a broom. It's interesting. I just want to mention this. That the Yismach Moshe says that a lulav, if you hold a lulav upright like this, so it's pointing towards Shemaim, you, you use it for mitzvah, you shake it as a lulav, and you make a mitzvah. As soon as you point it downwards, then the same lulav becomes a broom. So he says it's all in the head. If your machshava and your kavana is klapishmaya, then you do a mitzvah. When your head is in the toilet, so then the same thing is, is an avera. Chufi of Avdi Shamshura, you take the broom and you make it into a rope. Here's the picture. A rope made out of this hutzi. Loi koni, no kinyan. My timer, the hodar sosalev avichofia. Because you could undo it. Undo it and you make it back into a broom. And then we're going to see a whole sugya on home days, things that you could make them and undo them. So that's not called the shino. Bye, Rapapa. You can't undo a broom. You can undo a broom. Oh, right. No, he's saying that Chufia, um, Chufia, you're kind of right. Maybe there's something that, that you do to the actual 
Maybe you sew it. I don't know how you make a broom exactly. You just tie it together. I hear you shyly asking. You just undo it and it becomes hootsie again. I hear. Obviously, it doesn't for some reason. It doesn't become hootsie again. That's why I brought this here. I don't know if I could do it or not. But this is important. Yeah, it seems like you could. So the tyoimus basically is that that's how the one thing you need to know about a lulav to make it kosher, first of all, it should be straight, right? Nice and straight, not like bent. But the tyoimus is you take the, the spine, the center of the spine, you go up, and it's the highest leaf in the middle. I don't know if I could get it here. I didn't even try, but let's say we could get it. Here we go. Oh. Shma. I don't want to do Nechlika Pims yet. Okay. So here, let's pretend that this is the center one, okay? The highest one. That's what people are doing. They go down the middle. You, there's always one center one. Sometimes there's two. Tosin actually talks about it very rarely. That one, sometimes two are identical, they're identical height. But you take the one that's the highest, the, where the tip is the highest. And then you have to make sure that because each leaf is made out of two. It's folded in half. Let me demonstrate. I don't know if this is old enough that we can demonstrate this. Doesn't seem to have enough. I don't think so. Okay. Basically bent over. I do see something. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Here it goes. I'll show you from this part. You see how it's bent? It's folded in half. So if this is I'm going to do Nechlekatumus right now. I'm going to split it like that. Ah, I just ripped it. Yeah, because it's nice and... Yeah, this is So if you take this leaf like this... Um, down the seam. Down the seam. That's Nechlekatumus. Okay? So people are very... It should be completely together on the top. If it's a slightly, they look in the light. If you see a piece of light going through the two leaves... Or it's actually the leaf uh, folded in half, then it's possible. So, okay, that's why I stole this little. I own half of it. Half of the little is mine. Half of this is. I'll have to. I'll give him. Another, I'll take one. He takes one. Fine. Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. The the lull of a rebbe. There was a there was a point. I'm just explaining what he just said. There was a. Uh, one, of, one of the years in there, so there's no love. Very hard to find the lulav. So he saw an Arab walking the giant lulav. And he goes over and says, how much do you want for the lulav? So the Arab knew that the Jews were looking for the love. So he tells him, you know, $500. So the Rebbe says, listen, I don't need the whole thing. You know, it's a very long lulav. How much do you want for half? <laughs> so the guy gave him a good price for half. He says, I'll take the upper half. I want the upper half. And he says, he left the Arab with the other half. He says, Okay, he's great for that. It's like the guy that, that found Tefillin and uh, he saw a guy, so a guy was selling Tefillin on the street in New York. So he said, uh, how much do you want for the Tefillin? So the guy says, uh, you know, 100 bucks. He says, let me see. So he takes out the Tefillin. He puts it, he says, here's the Shliyad. He says, okay, that's the one for the left hand. Where's the one for the right? You only have half the Tefillin. I can only pay you, you know, 25 bucks for this. It's garnished. Okay, anyway. So, Says the Gemara like this: If 
the tiyomas, meaning that top leaf, if it was split in half, what's the halacha? Just look in Taisa for a second. Taisa's dibra maskal nechlaka tiyomas. That is, um, you see nechlaka tiyomas, so like two lines down. According to Allah, we can never find a kosher lulav. It will be very difficult to find even one out of 500, you're not going to find. There's a famous Chazanish that said, he says, they say in the name of Chazanish, that he's never in his life found a lulav that's kosher, and he's never seen an esri that's possible. It's very hard. To, that's what he said. But today they have the dairy lulavim. They're unbelievable. You probably know about the dairy lulavim. They cost a lot of money, like $100 or whatever, but they're usually very, very close on the top. So in case you're wondering. Also, an interesting Allah Chastam, the ones we're talking about a lulav, it's important to remember to have at least one tefach on the top of the lulav. Above the hadasim. So don't put your hadasim over here. The hadasim have to be one tefach below the top of the lulav. We're already talking about a lulav. Okay, says the Gemara. Toshma, the Omar Rebbe Masun, Omar Rebbe Yishua ben Levi. Nitla Tiyom is possible. It's interesting, just to mention back, going back to the, uh, uh, if a person made a broom out of a lulav. In those days, there was Dusha Shviyas on lulavim. Like this Gdusha of Shemitah on fruit, this Gdusha of Shemitah on a lulav because they used to use lulav for brooms. Today, that, that Gdusha went away because we don't use, we don't use the lulav for brooms. Says the Gemara, Nechlika at Yoimah's puzzle, if my love was in the Nechlika, if the Nitla, sorry, Nitla at Yoimah's puzzle, if the tab was completely removed, chopped off, puzzle, the Gemara wants to say, oh, who had in my love who had in Same thing would be if it was split. No, no, no. It's only because it's completely missing. That's why it's possible. But if it's split in the middle, I don't know. That's how the moment is sponsored by Greg Haber for the success and safe return of our chaylim and hostages and for the schos of all of Klai Yisrael. What time is it? It's late. Five. Five. In fact, if it's just split down the middle, the tiyomis, it becomes possible. Now we have a couple of simple halachas. person steals dirt from his friend, and he makes a brick out of it. He's not kind of, this is a pella. Why? My time at the Afro. You can take a brick, break it down back to its original components and make it back into dirt. However, Levinta, if he steals a brick, have the Afro and he, and he grinds it down into dirt, Kani is kind of my time. My What? You, sh- you shouldn't be high. You, sh- you shouldn't be kind of why? Because he can make it back into brick. So he says, it's a, this is a new brick. Why? So Rashi says something very interesting. No brick, or, no two bricks are the same size. In those days, they didn't have like, you know, forms and molds. 
They made a brick. So each one is a half an inch off and it's not. So therefore, you, you're not going to make it back to the, to the same brick. But it seems like it was the same exact brick like they have today, literally to the millimeter, then it could be that you could say the Svara that he's not kind because he can make it back at the brick. Somebody asked the Reb Chaim Brisker, yeah? He asked him, how come you always say this Tzvei Dinim? Always says Tzvei Dinim. Uh, Marshall by, by Bris Mila, he says, there's a, there's a din to do the Bris Mila. There's two mitzvahs, to do a Bris Mila and to be Mahul. There's always, he always says two dinim. How come we always say two dinim? He says, I'll tell you what. How come by Shev Brachas, you don't bring, instead of, you know, it's hard to find the tenth guy that was never, that wasn't by the Chaz or whatever. So just bring a brick. The Gemara and then Baba Kamadav Tzadik Bay says that a brick is part of Chadashah. So bring a brick. So he says, oh, what's the Shaykhah? So he's, he's talking about a human being. Oh, she says, oh, that's, that's what I mean by Tzvei Dinim. There's no Shaykhah. That's a brick and that's a human being. That's what Tzvei Dinim means. There's no connection. One is this and one is that. Okay. Zog the Gemara. Somebody steals a, a chunk of silver from his friend. And he makes money out of it. It's not considered a shinui. You can take it, melt it down, and make it back into a piece of silver. But if he takes money and he makes it into a chunk of silver, the same thing as we said by bricks. You're not going to make the same exact piece of uh, coin. But the reverse, to make a chunk of silver, doesn't have to be the same size. You had a uh, tarnished coin and you made it nice and, and, and shiny. Like honey. That's not considered a shinui. But it's brand new. And you made it tarnished. Why? You're never going to get it back. So the Gemara says, My time my amras, you're going to make a new again. The tarnishing is the, it's never going to be brand new, right? So you can never take a car and make it brand new. You can clean it. Can, it's not going to be brand new. You're not going to take a, a coin and make it brand new. Mendy told me that one of his clients came to him with, uh, with like a piece of jewelry. And he says, uh, check, check this out. It's, it's crushed or whatever. Like it broke. So... So he went and they brought it to the to the guy that he, that, that manufactures. The guy says, never seen something like so out of like what happened there. So he goes back. So the guy says, what, what happened? The guy wants to know how how do you bring it in such a situation? So the guy says, um, my wife was making challah and it fell into the mixer and it crushed it up. They fixed it perfectly. But I I, I said, I told him, I had a very nice uh, I I was flying my plane. But before takeoff, I was on the ground and I was, I was um, taxing. And as a pilot, you have to wear, you know, sunglasses. First of all, you have to look cool. But more importantly, there's a lot of sun. And, you know, you don't have the, the visors like in a car. Sometimes, you know, the sun gets in your eyes. It's very dangerous. So I'm wearing my, my glasses. And uh, I wanted to see if I was going to, if the wheel of the plane was going to hit. I don't know what I was looking for. So I stuck my head out the window. And, and the plane was moving. And my, gla- my sunglasses fell out onto the runway, and the, the plane, I watched it in slow motion, I couldn't stop. The plane, the wheel of the plane just crushed my glasses into smithereens. So I stopped the plane, I got out, climbed out, took the glasses, and I sent it back to, this, to the company, because the company said that they have a, this warranty, they forgot one of these, comp- what, you know what I'm talking about? One type of warranty. So I said, I want to tell you a story you never heard before in your life. 
I was on the taxi. My, a plane ran over your glasses. So I figured nothing. They sent me back. My sister, they sent me back a brand new pair of glasses. Brand new. All right. Anyway, Zakti Gemara. has nothing to do with this again. Just thought I'd tell you. You bought a brand new thing. You made it into... Somehow you're able to bring it to such a terrible situation. That's a shini. Why? Because it'll never go back to the original brand new piece. We learned in the When you're a Ghanav, you pay like at the time that it was stolen. What does it come to include? What's Zaklav? Tremendous rule that we have. So what do you what do you gain by this rule? Says the Gemara. Oh, picture. If you steal a young sheep, it becomes a a ram, you steal a calf, becomes a bull. Is that a is that a shinui? The answer is yes. That's a huge chiddush. That's why I need to call Zach Cloud. You didn't make a big change. It just grew up. It turned taller than Asael. It became thirteen months old. Boom. That's the shinui. Even though you didn't do anything, you didn't you didn't prove it. It happened by itself. Eglon Asher short. A calf became a bull two years old. Nasa shinui be yodiknoi. So since it's yours, you went the famous Tvichu Mechir that we had on Masechta. It's even the parasha. Everything you'll find in, in the parasha. I think it's in the parasha, no? Yeah? Sounds very familiar from the parasha. Mishpatim, you're going to have, if, if in one dab you don't have 20 halachs from there, we, we have a problem. That's, I was being my Sadra. Uh, it's unbelievable the psukim that came up one after another and, and what we learned from this word and that word and the double lotion. You're going to see, if you do Shnai Mikra, but pay attention by, by Chris Atayra. It's Now it's it's coming to life. It's yours. So you're a kainet. So, so if it's yours, there's no Tvich Mechir. You shecht it. You don't have to pay the guy four or five. This guy stole a pair of oxen that in those days they used to use it as a tractor. He plowed the field with it and he seeded the field. Our boy said, beautiful video that I found over here. First of all, here's a picture that Yoshi made. He didn't know that I was going to put these videos in it, so I feel bad. But check this out. It's Givaldi. Because we talk about Harisha and how they used to use this as, as a plow. Here it goes. This is normal in a lot of different parts. Even in America, people use it. I saw a guy saying, Mud, it's better to use uh, animals than a tractor. It's how they go all day long. That's when the technology, you do this in like 10 seconds. And the whole thing, you know, you do it for life, But anyway, so that's Harisha. Check this out. This is seeding the field with a. So now he's, he's using a little bit of technology. But he has that white thing is full of seeds. And uh, that's how they seed it. See the seeds in there? Clear pipes. Goes into the ground. You can see closely how it goes in. Mamish puts it deep in there and Shalma is Okay. So the guy steals a tractor. And he plows his field, he steals his machine, and he seeds his, his, his field. 
He's a nice guy. He gives it right back. You just needed to borrow it for a few days. Also coming to Reb Nachman. So they go to Reb Nachman. Go see how much uh, he improved the field. The field is now worth another $10,000. So give him $10,000. Seemed like. What? It's only the tractor that created improvement. And, and the ground didn't do any, any anything for it. It's not just the plow. It's also the ground. There's a lot of components here. I say she give all ten thousand dollars. Paul come in. I say she give him five. We learned that you only have to give back the, the, the principal. You give back the oxen. You don't have to give back anything else. You don't have to give back the improvement. Didn't I tell you already? So this is Rav Nachman. Rav is ready, right? Famous that Rav always spoke to Rav Nachman. That's Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman tells him. Didn't I tell you, when I'm sitting and judging people, don't, don't talk to me. Huna said about me, me and Shmuel, Shmuel, who we know that when Rav and Shmuel, even though Rav was greater than Shmuel, but when Rav and Shmuel have an argument, Allah is like Shmuel when it comes to Mominus, when it comes to any monetary thing. So I'm like Shover Malka, I'm like Shmuel. Me and Shmuel are brothers when it comes to, to the... And the reason why you're passing like this, he's a career criminal. This is what he does for a living. I have to give him a, a, a nice fine here. That's why. You're right. How long he doesn't have to pay? But in this case, we're going to make him pay. How are we doing time-wise over here? Okay. 49 minutes. The sponsored by Moshe Cohen. You should have a lot of tzlach in Ruchnius and in Gashmius. He steals an animal and it becomes an old animal. Avodim iskinu. So this is the final thing that Yoshi did for today. Here's an Eved that deteriorated. His body goes down and down and less. And finally, he's an old Eved. Hunched over Eved. So what's an Eved like this worth? A fraction of the price that he was bought for. He steals them when he's a young, strong Evet, and he gives them back when he's 90 years old. He pays like the price, the whatever he was worth at the time of the Gneva. We had this yesterday, right? So Remei makes a distinction between a slave and a behemoth. The Baya Evet, since a Evet is like Karka, and you cannot steal a property, so you can't steal a slave. So he says, here, take your slave. Take it back. As is, 90 years old. So we're going to see in the Gemara, according to Rav, Remer doesn't make this distinction. It's actually Chachamim. The names are reversed. If there's a massive Shinoi, we spoke about Shinoi before, a brick, a, a lulav, different things. So we're going into the Shinoi now. He steals a coin, and there's a, it, it develops a crack. So you can see the Shinoi, it's there. Peroys, fruit, rekivu, and they rotted. Massive shinoi. Yayin, the wine, v'hichmetz, became sour, became vinegar. Mishal, shasak, Thank you, Mark. You pay like the time of the Geneva. But what if this? they take this coin out of currency? So you can't, you look at it, it looks like a great coin. Truma, v'nitmes. Somebody that was Tommy touched the truma. Now no, no one could eat it. Halachically, it's also to eat. Chometz, you hear this? Chometz, v'over lo pesach This is where the Shiloh should be, really. Chometz, v'over lo pesach 
you have chametz that it's no longer edible because it went through Pesach. Uh, animal that somebody did have a desire to, let's say, so Rashi says, develop the cataract. And again, we're talking about a mum that's not visible. This is an animal that's, that's due to die. Why? Because it killed a human being. Because since the shinoi is not nicker, you cannot tell that something changed in the actual item. It's a halachic change, but not a real change. You give it right back. Says Rapapa, I don't learn pshat, and it means that that animal became an older animal. Even or the human being, the slave, just got weak, got smaller, it was, a, it was a thousand pounds, and now it's 500 pound animal. That's also enough of a real, say, um, you paid the shasak zela. Says the Gemara, then why does the mission talk about getting old? Just say it got, it got, um, What's the word? Deteriorated. There's a better word, no? And how do you say in a, on an animal went from a thousand pounds to five hundred pounds? It, it got depreciated. Yeah, okay, these are all good words. <laughs> not really. Depre- not depreciated. Emaciated. Emaciated is better, maybe. What? That's not a word. What does the article say? No. The no, that's that's the skin, no? It says lean here, leaned out. Leaned out, okay. Right. Must be a better word. Trish withered away. And we came in Great word. <laughs> says the Gemara. Oh, says the Gemara, you're right. You're right. If it got leaned out like a nano that becomes older, the Hadar Bari. That it cannot gain weight again. There's, it just it's a situation where it just. It, I need a better word than lean. Anyways, it, it came to such a situation that it's deteriorated. it deteriorated to a point where it's not going to go back. That's like getting older. It's that's the point. The point is that yes, it deteriorated, but like a skina, like getting older. Actually, interesting. That's his name. Shisha, getting older. Like we saw before, that even though the change, that's something he did, but it got to, it's a 13-month-old sheep. Now we call it an aisle. Now we call the calf a bull. The change happened in his hands. And, he, and, he, and he's kind of, he makes a kinyan and therefore if he sells it or shechs it, he doesn't have to pay four or five. And I told you, I, so the Gemara says like this, I agree to this Allah 100%, but I told you, be very careful when you say over a halacha from somebody to make sure it's the right name. It wasn't in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, it was Rabbi Loy. So Rabbi Sai, there's a lot of words here, and it, it could get confusing. There's a very, very simple point there. The Rav holds that there's no difference between an animal and a slave. Both of them, even a, a slave, you could steal. And therefore, just like you steal an animal, you steal a slave. And if you make a shinoi, there's a big change. It got older, it, it deteriorated. You have to pay like at the time when it was in full shape. That's how you have to pay. You don't give a deteriorated animal or a slave back. The problem is 
that in our Mishnah, Remeir is the one that says that there's a difference between a slave and an animal, that you cannot sell, you can't steal a slave, and Chacham are the ones that say you could. So what's the Allah like? So we're going to go back and forth. But the bottom line is the Rav is going to say that our Mishnah, there's a mistake in the Manda Amrim. Remeir is not the one that said that there's a difference between a slave and, and that's the whole sugya. There's no difference, according to Remeir, between a slave and an animal. Says Rav, that you cannot steal a slave. Slave is like karka. You can't steal him, therefore you give it back any age, any time, you just give it back to the owner. Rav asked the Gemara, how could it be that Rav is going to go like the minority opinion of Remeir against Rabbana? Amri, the reason is because the Brisa says that it's Rabbana that actually say that you cannot steal a slave. Rav is going to take a Brisa over a Mishnah. When his Rebbe taught him the Mishnah, it had the reverse names. It was Chachamim who said you cannot steal a slave. How come we don't flip the Brisa? Why do we flip the Mishnah? Amri. Oh, sorry. That's where the Gemara says that Rav learned it like that. We have two against one, and therefore, should we go back and say it correctly? Let's go back and say it correctly. Because the Brisa says it the opposite way. Rav also is going to flip the, the, the Brisa. Rav, sorry. He's going to flip the Mishnah. Rav is going to flip the Mishnah to match the Brisa. So therefore, Remeir is going to hold that you could sell a slave. Chachamim say you can't sell a slave. Why would Rav flip the Mishnah versus flipping a Brisa? A Mishnah is more accurate than a Brisa. The reason is because when Rav learned the Mishnah, Rebbe taught it to him with the opposite names. That it's the Chachamim who say that you cannot steal a slave. If you, do, you don't flip it. When don't you flip a Mishnah to, for a Brisa? If you have one Mishnah, one Brisa, the Mishnah wins. But if you have two Brises, which are also written by Tanai, but not as accurate as the Mishnah, two against one, you flip the Mishnah in favor of the Brises. So how do you have two? Real quickly, if somebody exchanges those Chalipin, you take my cow, I take your donkey. So, there's a question. When did this cow give birth? Did the cow give birth before the sale and after, or after the sale? If it's after the sale, so then the buyer gets to keep the calf. If it's before the sale, then the seller gets to keep the calf. The same thing with a human being. He sells his shifcha. He sells his slave and she gives birth. We don't know when she gave birth, before the sale, after the sale. Raj just says real quickly that the reason why it says a machlef para, you should say he sold the para. Why does it say a machlef para? Just like he sold the slave, he sold the calf. She says like this, very, very important halacha. It's good to remember this. When you sell something for money, the only way you're kind of is if you do mashikha. You have to pull it. Money is not kind of unless you do mashikha. 
So if I sell you my cow, you have to pull the cow. So now we know when the cow gave birth. I was there. I had to pull the cow. But when it comes to slave, it's different. I could buy a slave with money, even though the slave is not here. A slave is like karka. I don't have to pull the karka. I don't do mashiach on the karka. I buy with the kesef. So I could buy a slave with money. And that's why it says that you bought the slave with money. And that's why it says you bought the cow with khalipet. Because that's why that's the case where the cow wasn't there. If one guy says it, I know for a fact she gave birth in my when I owned it, and the other one doesn't argue, Zachaba, the one that's Bari, Bari Vishema, Bari other. They both say, We don't know what's Allah, you divide it. Both say, We know for a fact that happened in my domain. So the seller. Should swear. Why? Because the concept called Mikdash, and since the owner admits that part of this goes to the buyer, in other words, the mother, you take the mother, but I don't agree that you take the Vlad. So I'm Mikdash. I admit to have Zarashi, the future Gemara. This Halach, because I'm giving it to you on the spot. I'm saying take it. So it's not really Mikdash. Okay. Okay, so this is called And this is the Brisa, the second one. Just like you don't swear, you don't make a shvua on karka, so you don't make a shvua on a slave. So you see that a slave is like karka, and that's chachamim, not remeir. So therefore, he switches the name in, in the Mishnah when it says remeir oimer. It's not remeir. In fact, it says rav. It's Chacham, why? Because we have two Brises that say it versus the one Mishnah, so we have to change the Mishnah, not the Brisa. Let's just do to the end of the Amid. Says the Gemara. So then, if that's the case, so Rav should say, Halacha is like who? Chachamim. He switched from Meir to Chachamim. So he should say, Halacha is like Chachamim. Why do you say, Halacha, you're Meir? Halacha, you're Meir. Halacha, you're Rabbanim in Baile. You have a different gear in your Mishnah. You have a girsa that it says Remeir is the one that says that a slave you can't be kind of, you can't steal a slave. So according to you, the Allah is like Remeir. But I know that in fact it's not Remeir, it's Chachamim, and therefore, but the, the Allah remains the same. It doesn't matter who said it. Allah is that you cannot steal a slave, says Rav. Have a wonderful day. Shabbat yeah. Shalom.